Have you ever found yourself hesitating from really putting yourself out there or maybe feeling like a bit of an imposter in what you do? We're going to be talking about entrepreneurs and confidence in episode 44 of Social Media Simplified. You're listening to Social Media Simplified with Lara Wellman, the podcast for business owners who want to harness the power of digital marketing to grow their business online. Lately, I've been noticing a big trend with a lot of the people that I've been talking to that they're feeling a little bit nervous about putting themselves out there, a little bit uncomfortable with using words like expert or wanting to tell the world that they're really great at something. They're feeling a little bit overwhelmed with those ideas. And I got to talking with my good friend, Megan O'Neill, who works with beliefs and entrepreneurs. And she agreed to jump on and have a chat with me about entrepreneurs and confidence and how those things work together and what we can do to be more aware of how confidence impacts our business. So let's jump into that conversation now. Hi, Megan. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Hi, Lara. Thanks for having me. I'm really happy to have you on the show to talk about something that I have been seeing as a theme with a lot of the people I've been talking to lately. So I talk to a lot of people, my clients and all kinds of people in groups and all of that. And what I'm seeing people are struggling with is confidence. And I thought, you know what? I should have a chat with Megan because this is something that I know you and I have talked about before. And it's something entrepreneurs struggle with in a lot of ways. Yes, and this is what um, we are talking about when we set my, when we talk about mindset. That is what we were referring to. Do you have a good mindset, or you know, as I would say, do you have good beliefs in this area? So, do you have good beliefs about yourself in this area? Um, right. So let's talk a little bit about some of the things that we both witnessed when it comes to confidence and how that can impact a business owner. Mm-hmm. One of them um, is visibility. It's just the fact that entrepreneurs start to, they really hesitate to put themselves out there. Does that mean that they don't want to go on video? Does that mean that they don't want to send out their first email newsletter? What kind of stuff have you seen? Actually, I was just talking to a uh, colleague of mine and she was talking about doing public speaking. And I think she's actually quite a, a good public speaker, but she was critical of her, her public speaking. She felt like she needed to do a lot more training in it, which I kind of was surprised at because I think she's actually quite a good speaker. So that feeling that she's not good enough at public speaking or needs a more, and not to say that we don't need you know, more formal training, we do, but I think that often that can get in the way of really doing some first steps. You know, I think I suffered from that with my video. I, I didn't do my videos forever. I procrastinated doing the videos that would help people to get to know me because I was afraid of being visible to, well, this is kind of funny, but I was afraid of people from my past, like high school people seeing me and, you know, maybe some of my friends. I was afraid of that. So I didn't do it for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? That It can come out in so many ways. I can stand up in front of a group of people I've never met and talk without much difficulty now. That didn't used to be the case. But if I have to stand up in front of a group of friends or people who you know I look up to, then that is a lot harder. Yeah, definitely. I think it, it shows itself in so many different areas of visibility. I think social media 
is definitely a huge one. Well, you would know this better than I would. Visibility could be writing. And I think I struggle with that as well. Concerned maybe about, you know, my writing is, is not good enough or it, you know, how is this going to be interpreted or what am I going to sound like? And I think it's really comes down in my mind to people fearing judgment often. I agree. All right. So let's talk about another one that we've both seen come up a lot, imposter syndrome. Ooh, yes. So imposter syndrome, meaning that you are afraid of being a phony or a fake, that maybe you're presenting yourself in a certain way that is not true. That's really what that means. And I think a lot of people, ironically, who are extremely talented and have a lot of experience they are people who suffer from this and you you're just smack your head when you hear them because you know how qualified they are. So it's really interesting. And I'll often ask them, so what do you need to get to? What level, what degree do you need to have? Or how many years of experience do you need to have before you feel that you're qualified for this to present yourself to the world? And, it, and when you ask that question, they're like, oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of ridiculous, you know? Well, and you know, another one that comes up, uh, you know this about me and I, some of the listeners might know is I have two PhDs for parents. Sure. So education, you know, has, has a lot of longstanding impact on me and how important it is. And I have another few other clients who've had this where, you know, they have parents with a lot of university education and that maybe they don't have the same level. And so they think, oh, well, if only I had a master's, if only I had a PhD, then I could confidently go out there and say that I was a whatever it is, but I don't even have that piece of paper. So what are people going to think? Yeah. And I think also even going beyond, um, say they did, say they were a PhD, say they did have their uh, multiple master's degrees, whatever. I think that they also might find something else. They might say that I'm not um, a very good public speaker or, you know, whatever it is, or I don't have that skill set, those people skills that you need in order to be in this position. So I think that people can, even if, it, you know, we're using the example of education, but people will find something else in order to justify some of the beliefs that they have. And the beliefs really are often fears, right? Fears of, of putting yourself out there. It goes back to visibility or calling yourself this, right? What was the term that people reacted to that you and I were talking about? Guru? Was it guru? Yeah. That people were struggling with the word guru or expert. They didn't want to present, use that word. And I think that it was a loaded word for them for many different reasons, right? That, which is okay. It's okay for a word not to work for you. But what are the beliefs behind that? Oh, this, right. this brings up so many thoughts for me all at once, Megan, about, so obviously that's a visibility while imposter. And the other thing that comes up is that whole sort of, is it a belief? You tell me, Megan, about that you shouldn't be out there telling everybody how amazing you are. Yeah, exactly. That's it. It's about, you know, it, is it about tooting your own horn? And how that is, I think a lot of women struggle with that, frankly. I don't know that men struggle with it as much. I mean, some men do, but I think women in particular. And this is, once again, this goes back to our socialization. 
any of the mothers out there might, might have said something similar. I know that I have done that to my daughter. I will admit this. I will come clean that there's old beliefs running that you don't toot your horn, that that would be conceited. Or, and I think, once again, the reason why women do this is because we are afraid of not being liked. So if you put yourself out there and you say, I'm an expert and you're, you stand in your power, you stand in your strength, you show yourself, that that would be misconstrued as being conceited or uh, a big, big head or whatever it is that we would want to call it. Right. So it's almost like saying being confident is a bad thing. That's right. You're not using that word. When you use the word confident, it sounds positive. But if you think about other ways that are quite similar to just being confident, those have negative connotations. Yeah. And I think we now have some good role models that are challenging this. I think we've got some good leaders, female leaders in the world. Sheryl Sandberg comes to mind in terms of for anyone who has, who doesn't know who that is she is the she she is the COO of Facebook and she wrote a book a couple of years ago called lean in and she i think she's really challenging women to step into their uh, power and step into being confident and stepping into leadership roles right and i think our our mindset has to catch up to what she wants us to do that's my opinion all right. There's one more thought that I, that I thought of to ask about, and that's the whole idea of people struggling with measuring up. Yes. Measuring up. Measuring up to other people? Yeah. Well, I yeah. think, you know, again, like, so imposter syndrome and, and this one sort of, again, they, they have that overlap. It's the who am I? to think that I can do this? Who am I to get their business when they could go see this other person? This other person is, seems to be rocking it in every way and I can't even seem to get to X, right? There's always a way for us to measure ourselves against other people and not measure up. That's right. So compare, comparing ourselves, compare-itis is how, what I have called it and what I've heard it called. Suffering from comparing to other people is the worst. It is so counterproductive. And I think that it doesn't necessarily motivate you. I think it does the opposite of that. I think that people often pull back or feel that they need to pull back from what they're doing or putting themselves out there because they have a picture perception of what they think someone else is doing. So they might say, well, actually it comes to a really concrete thing, pricing. So they might compare their pricing to someone else. And I think this is a big deal. They might compare it to someone else. And yet that price not work, might not work for them in reality. It might not work for them to support their life, to pay for their expenses, their overhead, whatever. And I think that people say, well, I guess if this person is doing that, then I'm comparing myself. Could be concrete. But it also could be a deterrent, I think, from really showing yourself, comparing yourself with other people. How do you see it, Lara? I was going to say how I did, but how do you see it? Yeah, I mean, I think people tend to, they compare themselves. And the problem is, most of the time, if you look at other people who are not doing exactly the same thing as you, or, or who are just not you, it's hard not to find ways you don't measure up. It's easy to just fall into that trap. Yeah, exactly. And, and think that it's kind of like Facebook. It's like what I think we've talked about with Facebook, where you think that um, if you just looked at someone on Facebook and their life on Facebook, that you would think that they live this rock star life and they always look gorgeous like you do in your Facebook pics because, you know, there's filters and all that. Look at my beautiful children and my well-groomed dog and all that. And, and I think that if you look at people on the net, for example, and you compare your website or what you think they're doing, you can feel 
kind of low, kind of feel like, oh, maybe they're doing better than me. Or, you know, they launched this and they just said on their board that they made $40,000 from their launch. And you can think that that, oh, why would I even try? I'll never be able to do that. So I think we get caught up in a lot of artificial perceptions where we think and believe that this person is doing this. But in reality, no, you know what? That was it for the year they're launched. They made, that's it. That's the money they made for the year, you know? It's true in so many parts of your life. And it's very true. I had a person once say to me, like, I don't know how you do all the things you do with your kids. And I thought, oh, what are you talking about? And it's because we do, you know, a few big fun things per year. But then I don't do the regular, like, activities 10 times a week that some people do, right? It's all different. Everybody makes different decisions. And what one thing can look like is actually a different reality in many other ways. Yeah. Yeah, I think you need to do a Facebook Live of you yelling at the kids when... (laughs) (laughs) and showing you know that we're not perfect parents not perfect parents right all right so let's pull this around to beliefs megan what are you know what is sort of coming up that beliefs wise impacts this well if i had to condense it to one belief that i think applies to so many different areas that i've worked in i really feel like it comes down to people's uh, value of themselves or their self-worth. I I mean, it it sounds like it's really heavy, but it actually is that heavy. I think we're taught to, on so many different levels, culturally, you know, gender beliefs, there's so many different areas where we're taught not to value ourselves. And I think that once you start to value yourself and once you really start to look at what you bring to the table, then that changes the whole game. And I think it's a very necessary thing that you need to do when you are a solopreneur or a business owner, because you're it. It's reliant on you, this business, to to go big or go home, right? And I think that when you are in what do we call, Lara and I call normal jobs, say you're working in an institution, it's not the same in that sense. I think that it's not as highlighted as when you are presenting your own services, your own product. You really need to value your time. You really need to value your talents. You need to value how you look and how you present yourself to the world, right? Yeah, because you need to do it a lot. Certainly when you're an entrepreneur, you need to put yourself out there a lot. If you don't have the confidence to be visible, you're probably not going to make the amount of money you want to make. It's going to discourage you. And, you know, you've got a little bit of a snowball going on. Right. I mean, even in terms of one thing that comes to mind, as I said, that was if you think if you're struggling with something that might be old, like even how you look, I mean, I know that it's, you know, I'm in my 40s, so you're like, hopefully you get to the point where you're, you're okay with it. But a lot of different areas, we're not. And if you're putting yourself on screen and you're looking at yourself in a self-critical way and these are old judgments on yourself and you're not valuing for what you've become, I think that can really get into the way of truly expressing yourself and truly diving in to your business. Absolutely. I mean, I think about the, you know, I take a lot of selfies. <laughs> People know this about me. I take a lot of selfies. So I want to take selfies with people and the amount of people who have a photo and they, they're not used to taking pictures of themselves. They're not used to putting themselves out there in different ways. Like it can just, if you can't start getting used to it, if you can't push through sort of all of that, it gets really, really hard. Yes, it gets hard and it's not necessary. It, you know, if, I guess if we could leave, leave people really thinking about one thing is my prescription is to really start to become aware of your beliefs 
really sit down and notice and become aware of what beliefs are popping up if you are hesitating in some area, if you feel blocked in some area, if you're not taking action that you know that you need to take in order to move forward. An example of that is, is that, you know, getting your photos done or appearing on, say, a television show right? Say you, you need to go and promote your product and you can go on a breakfast TV here in Canada. Is there a part of you that doesn't want to go on because you're concerned about how you appear? I mean, this sounds like it's, it's something that you would do as a teenager, but we still have parts of us that are feeling like that. Oh, absolutely. I would say that I hear lots and lots of people wanting to wait to get their professional photos done until they've lost a bit of weight or go on TV after they've lost a bit of weight. We're all still, I mean, and I think that's really normal to feel that way, but then what are you going to do? And that's, you know, I think what we talked about when we were going to have this chat is that there are a lot of things out there that our confidence is impacting our business, but maybe we don't realize it. Maybe, you know, people who are listening today, you heard some of the examples we've shared and you thought, oh, right, maybe that is me, or maybe I am doing a bit of that. And we just want people to start thinking about it, right? Yeah. Like for example, do you have an, a belief in your head about feeling successful? So I'm only going to feel successful when I make $150,000 a year. Do you need to make that amount or do you need to be here, whatever that here is, whatever level you're measuring at, look at what you're measuring. And if that's the case, maybe some of your beliefs start to become aware of them because maybe those beliefs are outdated or maybe they don't serve you. Maybe they're blocking you. You know, there's an example. Absolutely. All right. So we want people to be aware of them and maybe just get them out of their heads, think about them, write them down, tell somebody. Is that basically a good way to... Yeah. Yeah. That's been a a large uh, way that I have done it is actually talking it out because I'm a talker, but I know some people are like to write and I think it's really valuable. I recommend my clients actually that they buy, you know, a journal somewhere. You can go to the dollar store, buy a journal, sit down and maybe when you notice some of these feelings coming up where you're resistant or you're blocked, write down what's going on within you. What do you believe? What are you thinking at that time? What are you feeling? Because those indicate beliefs. And then I talk them out. I talk to someone who I feel will be supportive. Someone like a coach like you, someone who might be a friend that's supportive, that's, that's productive in their thinking. And talk it out. Get someone to call you on your beliefs. That is one of the things. Call you on your crap. Because a lot of the beliefs are crap. Absolutely. So yeah, I definitely talk to people about beliefs on a regular basis as a coach. Mm -hmm. And then there are some that I can help people, right? The more they are aware of it, the more they can start taking the steps to to start breaking through them. And then there's some people where we just can't get through them. And that's when I say, you need to talk to Megan. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there definitely, there are some beliefs and I think these are confidence beliefs that are deeper, that run deeper, that need to be looked at on a deeper level for sure. And that's where, yes, I work with people. First step though is always awareness. That is the first step. You can't go deeper unless you're actually aware that you're running something. Absolutely. So Megan, if people want to come and connect with you, you have a Facebook group and people can come and talk about beliefs and mindset and dig in a little bit deeper to some of these topics with you, right? Yeah. I decided uh, recently to start a Facebook group and, and 
my thought behind that was that I wanted to create a space where people could be vulnerable and go deeper and really concentrate on mindset issues, as opposed to some of the business things that you might see on other boards, which are great, but I really wanted to specifically have a space for people where they could really dive into some of their mindset stuff. And, and so it's called uh, Core Beliefs for Business, and it's Megan at Core Beliefs. All right. Facebook handle. Perfect. And we will put a link to that in the, in the show notes for this episode. And if people want to dig in deeper, they can come and join the Facebook group. Thank you so much for joining me today, Megan. It's always fascinating to sort of talk about these beliefs and the things that end up slowing you down in your business when you didn't really think they necessarily were even that big a deal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I always love chatting with Megan about entrepreneurship and beliefs and how those play together and what we can do to sort of start really being aware of what's going on and how we can maybe start getting beyond some of those beliefs. You can check her out at meganoneal.ca and I'll be sure to link to her website and her Facebook group in the show notes. Until next time, I'll see you online.